The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create. Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash covers your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized, soft and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. For the third year, Olay Body is a proud sponsor of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride and supporter of the LGBTQ plus community. So this pride glow with confidence, not just all month, but all year long. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey everyone, this is Garrison Davis from It Could Happen Here. For this week of episodes, the team has put together a, a special group of episodes, all focused on the broad topic of the escalating war on trans people. We'll cover historical background, the international turf movement, and all the new anti-trans legislation trying to be made into law here in the United States. We won't have time to cover everything. It's only five episodes, but we we tried to cram more stuff in, and you know, it's it's we don't want to make the episodes all like two or three hours, so. I'm sure we'll we'll cover all these topics more in the future, but we tried to create five episodes here that kind of cover a lot of a, a lot of our bases. Also, we've we've tried not to make the episodes super depressing because yeah, it's five episodes based on a kind of uh, upsetting topic. So we tried to keep them more information based and throwing in some jokes here and there, you know. But it is still not a fun fun topic. So to keep keep that in mind. But we've tried to tried to space things out and not make them too long and not too depressing. So without further ado. Here is episode one of the War on Trans People. 
Welcome to It Could Happen Here, a podcast about things falling apart and in in the case of this week, getting very angry at people doing really shitty things um, to a specific subset of the population. All right, Garrison. Wait, isn't that every week? <laughs> well, no, sometimes we talk about other stuff like 3D printed guns, but that ties in. Garrison, take it from here. I'm done for the week. Yes. So welcome to Could Happen Here. We're talking about, well, one of the big It Could Happens Here is It's in Could relation, Happen Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in, in relation to the ongoing uh, war on queer people in general um, and how, yeah, that sure seems to be like it's happening. So here, here right now. But, but before we get to the actual right now points, I still I do want to do want to do a little bit of background on how this kind of gotten to this point in the past few decades and the, the, the various like precursors to the current moment that has seemed to be really focused on trans people specifically. But for a long time, a lot of the focus was on uh, uh, protecting, quote unquote, the sanctity of marriage, which was one of the one of the big one of the big talking points. And to help us uh, talk about this fun and engaging topic, um, I, I asked on uh, uh, Kieran and Eve from the Kitchen Table Cult podcast uh, uh, to assist us in this uh, horrible endeavor. Greetings. Hi, and I'm sorry. Hi. Yeah. Yes, we are. We are gays who grew up in that universe. So hello. Yes, as 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 was I, as hey. was probably a few other people on this on this call. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we all we all have varying experiences uh, growing up in the evangelical movement, um, while also realizing, huh, maybe we are not uh, straight and or cis children. So, yeah, but <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the kind of the escalating war in gay marriage and how that kind of moves over to trans people at a certain point, um, and specifically talking about kind of the combination of religion and politics. Because this is this is something I've discussed before on my two part focus on the family episode, and this really is going to tie into a lot of that stuff. It's a lot of the same people, but I I I would love for everyone else to kind of fill in the gaps where I have stuff missing, because I definitely have a a good a good point on like the family Re- research council kind of side of things, and I would love for people to fill in the gaps on the other other kind of stuff. But yeah, we're gonna start off by talking about family research council, um, and uh, that whole kind of side of things, because I mean they oh they hey really Josh Duggar. How's oh, oh yes, <laughs> Josh Tucker is coming up. Don't don't you I worry. Oh, oh yeah, both oh, research yeah. and families, so this seems unproblematic. I'm gonna just mute things from now on, and yeah, you guys continue. In, in terms of all of the uh, save the children rhetoric, yes, Josh Josh Tucker will be coming up. So yeah, but I, I do want to actually open up with a quote from Mike Rosebush, who was the vice president of Focus on the Family from uh, 1995 to 2004. Um, and then a few years ago, he came out as uh, as gay and as a surprise, a, a so-called affirming like Christian who like loves Jesus and endorses rights for gay people. He, he left. He left slash got fired from Focus on the Family. Is he, um, is he side A or side B? Does he is he in favor of the celibacy model or is he like um, chill with marriage? He's, he seems to be excited about uh, fucking. Oh, OK, oh, so he's oh, side B. We like yeah. we like side B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. it is. It is definitely mm-hmm. the better side. Uh, but I want to start off a, with a That's quote fun, by, by, by him, uh, just to kind of set, set, set the stage for how this type of thing kind of really got got started for combining, you know, the evangelical kind of biblical world, worldview with political organizing. So anyway, 
going to read a quote here. Uh, quote, Dobson, even more so than Focus on the Family, and that's a, that's James Dobson, by the way. Um, Dobson, even more so than Focus on the Family, as an organization, strongly uh, encouraged all evangelicals to support and express their values in the public arena. As background, before about 1970, evangelicals often confined themselves within their own, like, cloistered communities. Political involvement was viewed as a secular enterprise and suspect at best, and this changed during the Dobson era. He and others encouraged evangelicals to learn and apply the biblical worldview. The evangelical person was coached in applying the apologetics debate method in publicly sharing the biblical worldview. Voting in every local and national election became seen as a Christian's duty. So, at Focus, I learned that the evangelical leaders, like Dr. Dobson, considered the Republican Party to be the political machine best equipped to endorse a biblical worldview. In Delighted Harmony, Republican Party strategists salivated to win elections by securing the evangelical vote. Thus, a mutual agreement was formed. The plan became that <laughs> evangelical leaders would introduce a hot-button issue onto ballots at every local and state election. Evangelical ministers would provide voting guides on how to influence evangelicals to vote for the only correct Christian choice. In turn, the elected I remember Republican those. candidate. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. In turn, the elected Republican candidate would champion the corresponding biblical worldview, and this strategy worked. And what was the most reliable hot button to place on the local and state voting ballots? Something that would ensure evangelicals in mass to show up to vote. Yep, anti-gay rights bills. Gay rights were viewed by evangelicals as a threat to the biblical family and society in general. So yeah, that's kind of how I want to open up in terms of kind of the shift in like the 70s and 80s and especially in the 90s from kind of evangelicals being pretty divorced from like political mainstream action to them becoming a crucial part of the Republican machine and this kind of circle that completes itself at this at this like at this point afterwards. Because yeah. This yeah, combined that... with a whole bunch of save the children rhetoric and like saving the family, like like the unit of the mm -hmm. family as a sacred thing to protect. It's really like that that idea really carries over now into into, into the trans stuff, uh, because obviously they kind of lost a lot of the stuff they wanted to do on gay marriage after a long, a long fight, you know, decades and decades. But it's still the same core idea at the heart of it. Yeah, I just want to put an evergreen footnote on all of that and say thanks and fuck you to Phyllis Schlafly for getting us down that road. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was like blame can definitely be passed around. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like originates there. Like, I mean, like before all of that, like the evangelical church was yep. not even united on the idea of abortion being bad. Yep. Like, like we have come so far to merging these, these universes in a, this really fucked up little marriage that they got going on. No, and and you can't you cannot divorce the ideas of like the the escalating war against abortion and then also like with the save the children like protect the family idea, right? These mm -hmm. these are the these are the same issues. Like these these do go together in terms of uh, people, you know, making this like fake version of the family that they are swearing to protect. Uh, whether that be from gay people or that be from, you know, women's bodily autonomy or, you know, women's rights or like like feminism. All of it's in like the same is in, is in the same package. It's like that meme of the like two pictures and Pam's like, these are the same picture. <laughs> they it's could the same literally, yeah. it's yeah. the <laughs> same exact rhetoric and it's just like reskinned slightly to for whatever 
topic of the day. The the other other big thing I want to mention before I get into Family Research Council um, is the 2004 book uh, Marriage Under Fire uh, by 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 Dr. James Dobson, which was definitely uh, one of the one of the other kind of key points in escalating the idea of the culture war um and you know that that type of that type of like more like almost like tactical rhetoric it's all yeah it's it's it was definitely it was definitely a turning point i remember was this around the, the same time when, when fireproof came out oh, oh i think so yeah it had yeah. to it was have been close yeah fireproof and all that came out between like 2004 and 2006 2007 yeah. so that was all around the same time period because they were losing like you said earlier they were losing the battle against gay rights yeah because like, like that well, was now. that was around the time queer eye was coming out that was when they were starting to get nervous that maybe they could not stop this particular like like forward slide but yeah like on on the back oh, cover gosh. of their uh, robert do you have something to say no, I was just thinking back to that period of time when it it seemed positive progress in that regard seemed inevitable <laughs> and unstoppable. Yeah, that was that, yeah. Was, that was nice. I think I think the the <laughs> note on martial language as used for this is really important here. Like this is a a battle; it is under fire. Like that's yeah, that is something that was definitely employed. I, to on, the fullest. On, on that point, I'm just going to read a little bit of the back cover of uh, a marriage under fire. Here we go. In this succinct analysis of the issue, Dr. James Dobson presents a compelling case against the legalization of marriage between homosexuals and the dire ramifications our nation could face. Same-sex marriage will destroy the fundamental principles of marriage, parenthood, and gender. Families will be increasingly un unstable as their definition expands to incorporate multiple moms or dads, in, in, in quotation marks. Legalization of gay marriages will lead to polygamy and other alternatives to one-man, one-woman unions. The divorce rate will be higher, making our children less safe. <laughs> Marriage Under Fire provides the foundations of a battle plan for the preservation of traditional values in our nation. Our response could not be clearer. The well-being of the family and thus our nation hangs in the balance. Now's the time to speak out in defense of marriage and the American family. So yeah, it is particularly like the battle plan, right? You know, one thing I really loved during this time was the like libertarian Christian response to this kind of conversation where they're just like, or we could just, you know, not have marriage be tied to the state at all. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, was, that was great. I do remember that. Uh, this is the like, this is the backup plan for like, okay, yeah. if, we, if like, if marriage you know, gay marriage goes forward, then we can just like do that if we want to, you know, just like completely eliminate it. No, absolutely. Yeah, I, I absolutely re remember that that type of rhetoric, even even yeah, even around like 2013, when like the Supreme Court cases were, were going forward, they were like really set on like this is like, you know, last resort. We have to make sure that make sure that it like 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 church marriage is just completely separate, which even that, that still is the case in, in like in, in like a lot of places. Like, like churches is still in a lot of states like reserve the right to uh, not marry people. Um, and I, you can only you can do it through I the courts, but not through the church. There's also the subtext in that that I think should be unpacked, which is that the multiple moms and dads kind of image that's given is not a signal of like the non-traditional family being bad, but more of a, um, there was this myth that was pushed really hard in the conversion therapy circuit that like, if you didn't have a good father figure, you were going to be gay. 
yeah. you were, mm. you know, if you didn't have a good relationship with your mom, you're going to be gay. So like having this as like this, these coded statements in there are giving the clue of like, we're trying to stop the cycle. We're trying to not create more gay kids. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why this is important. Yeah, I was reading a lot um, earlier today from the Heritage Foundation because I remember yeah. them being a key so part sorry. of. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they it definitely was, are the other big part of this. <laughs> it was so bad. And their whole thing was like, you have to have a mother and a father. Otherwise, everything is terrible. And yep. then you get gay kids. And that also lies, like goes into the whole other theory that was like, well, which I think Robertson either made up or repeated um, was like, well, people who are gay were abused as children. Yeah, that is that is definitely. I and mean, then, of course, all these all these evangelicals are also all like beating their kids. Yeah, the it's like, well, time as well, which came so. first? Were you abusing your child because they were gay or because did yeah, you like, make them I mean, gay? I was and I am, but I don't think Full they're actually moments. related. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, they're, they're, they're related in the sense that you being gay is is the is is, is the the well, I mean, one of the triggers for the parents, but it's not the the, the causal relationship runs the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, oh. um, we are gonna take a, a break and hear from all of our lovely sponsors who don't support uh, child abuse, probably. Well, I mean, unless it's unless it's. Which which does you know does run that island off the coast of Indonesia where you can hunt children for sport, but we prefer I, not to see that as abuse I don't think you're allowed and more to, say to see that, it as Robert. I think you have to bleep that. No, that's not... no, Garrison, we're not going to bleep an ad. That's what sponsors this show is child hunting island. Which yeah, you cannot lo- say that. Is is uh, it we, designed we, to I just do every make week. more gay kids? Um. Well, it's designed to make happier billionaires. Eve. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing Elon Musk loves more than hunting children on his on a private island reserve off the coast of Indonesia. And and like Elon Musk, you too can hunt children if you buy. Anyway, here's here's the ads. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Yes, we are, we are back, and now we're gonna we're gonna move on to probably the most unfun portion of the show today. Um, FRC, the Family Research Council. I'm gonna actually talk about like what they are and what they did, and how they're kind of important in the evolution of rhetoric and various other stuff. So yeah, Family Research Council emerged from a 1980 uh, White House conference on families that James Dobson kind of co-led with the uh, President of the United States. So that's fun. Um, yeah, so he he met and prayed with a group of like eight Christian leaders at a Washington, D.C. hotel, ultimately leading to the creation of the Family Research Council um, under the direction of a Gerald Regener. I mean, that's, how, that, that's how I'm going to say it. That's how I'm going to say his name because he doesn't reserve respect, so I'm not going to Google it. Um, and it, uh, it, it, it became a division of focus on the family in like the late 80s under uh, G- Gary Boyer. Um, and the reason there's a whole bunch of like complicated like tax stuff. Because focus on the family can't get too political because then it'll like sacrifice their tax tax exempt status. So there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of like really shady stuff happening in between mm-hmm. Family Research Council and Focus on the Family proper. In terms They're not of doing who... any lobbying. Right. Yeah. In terms of like who runs what and like what crossover there is with like the leadership. They're basically the same organization, but they are like legally separate and kind of have different like operating strategies. Um but they, they really Which, are like... to be fair, lots of orgs do this. This is not yes. unusual. No, it's, it's not unusual, but like, it's important to know, like, they basically are like, like, they are, they are very linked. Like, they are like, like sibling organizations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is, uh, this is uh, the, uh, the uh, Gary Boyer, the guy who took over in the late 80s, uh, was also the, un- was the undersecretary of education and a domestic policy advisor to President Reagan. Um, so again, already like fully, fully tied into like the Republican machine. So, um, Boyer brought in several anti-LGBT researchers who pumped out like defamatory material about queer people. Um, Robert Knight was a longtime conservative writer and journalist and the kind of major propagandist against LGBTQ rights. He served as the uh, FRC's director of cultural affairs in the nineties up into the early two thousands. Um, while working there, he wrote... Uh, along with some Focus on the Family editors, a 1999 uh, uh, booklet called the uh, 
the homosexual behavior and pedophilia. This is a very, very, very common uh, thread in all their stuff is that gay people were abused as kids and gay people therefore are like wired to also abuse kids. Like it's part of this mm -hmm. like cycle that they like co-opted a whole bunch of research on it that they misrepresented that all of the researchers who did the actual stuff was like, no, you're totally wrong. Um, it's just fallacy yeah. bingo right here. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's there's there's I, I talk I talk about this a little little bit in uh, more in depth in the focus on the family episodes for for bastards in terms of like the, the actual like research they used, um, but yeah, it is uh and uh, one 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 of the uh, remarkable claims inside the 1999 booklet was uh was the uh, assertion that quote one of the primary goals of the homosexual rights movement is to abolish all age of consent laws and to eventually recognize pedophiles as the prophets of a new sexual order. So that's uh. That's great. I, I heard that 90s. as profits yeah. with the F I T S. <laughs> that that is yeah. profits. <laughs> not profits. P H E T. P H. Yes. P H. Okay. Well, th yeah. this, this is just libertarianism. Basically, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basically, yes. Um, yes. The uh, you, uh, for, uh, for some reason you cannot find this pamphlet on the F uh, FRC website today. Um, hmm. I wonder why. Shocked. Hmm. Yeah. So Boyer left the group in 1999. Um, and then uh, FRC had two presidents um, and, and uh, emerge and one of the most one of them kind of resulted in becoming the most uh, powerful religious right lobbying group in the country with tons of tons of policy researchers and writers um, and a lot of a lot of like email like email lists and like physical mailing lists was a big part of their political organizing. You know, Eve and Kieran, we have talked before about uh, the effective power of the rights uh, mailing lists in terms of getting political change. Yeah. Um, uh, Kenneth Connors was a Florida attorney and a leader in the pro-life movement. He served as president in the early 2000s uh, during his kind of tenure. Um, uh, F FRC's agenda focused mostly on abortion and then also uh, traditional marriage. Uh, other stuff was like religious liberty, which means Christian supremacy, not actual religious liberty. Um, right. And then like, uh, like uh, protecting parents' rights, right? Protecting like parental choice. Um, which we'll, we'll talk, we, we'll talk we more about like in the future. Can we just clarify, like, how do they define traditional marriage? Is this involving, like, dowries and land transfers and treaties? <laughs> I, I, I believe they just, I believe they want one man and then one woman, and uh, the woman doesn't really need to actually want it, but as long as the man wants it, then it's fine. Um, I think that's And are the they general... like the Catholics, where they believe it has to be for the purposes of procreation? Um... I mean, they're they're part of the mainstream evangelicals. So like, there's definitely there's like the courtship Mostly. idea. So yeah, like they are they are they are for that. But it's I don't know it's it is it's, it's a very like patriarchal thing. Um, and it, I'm it, just it play, depends. I'm playing dumb here, but like the, because yeah. these are these are like important distinctions that need it, to be. It depends on congregation to congregation, right? Like yeah. like the kind of the stuff that I grew up with wasn't super focused on tons of on having tons of kids actually. Um, in fact, they kind of preferred just keeping it capped off at two kids because, you know, the more kids you had, the less loyal you were to the church because you had to focus more on your kids, actually. Oh. So it, it, oh. it does it does it does really depend on congregation to, to congregation. I think Family Research Council tried to keep themselves open to lots of interpretations. So lots of people could like glom onto their stuff. So they didn't get like super specific around like the role of child rearing and that I kind think of thing. It's important to note around the, this time or a little before it was when Pope John Paul's theology of the body was coming out, which is this tome 
um, that's basically getting into like why, you know, the death penalty would be bad and why abortion is bad. And it's all this like sanctity of the body and the body existing. And then like the sanctity of sex as for purposes of procreation, yes, that, not that, for that, pleasure. That so was these definitely are things a that key are, point. Like, in, the, yes. in the atmosphere at this time. That was definitely a key point is that sex is just for making kids. Like that is definitely like a, a big a big part of it, which like they don't actually really believe, but they say, right? Because like, if if you yeah. look at all of like the all of the extra like the people, like all of, like these leaders, like are not like faithful to their wives by any. Kids sense. are not like, an accidental side like, effect. Kids are yeah. the point. No, yeah. Um, but I think it is like it is interesting, like the amount of stuff that's around like parental choice and like parent rights, which will come up over the course of the next few episodes of the series. I'm I'm, I'm right now at writing episodes about the current like uh book bannings going across the country mm-hmm. and a lot of that is tied to like this idea of like parents rights over their children um yep. like they decide what their children gets to read so it's, it's, it's we all don't know it's, anything it's all about kind of that stuff. <laughs> i've never heard of that before in my life no. that's definitely my- not also tied up with a bunch of the stuff happening in florida right now that's definitely not the it's the same thing. It's definitely yeah. not, it's, it's not related to mike ferris at all yeah no yeah, I mean, really, like, yeah, I mean, this is sort of what we're getting at is that the the the, the modern anti-trans stuff is they're just playing all of the sort of greatest hits of the anti-gay yep. stuff, like yep. the bathroom stuff and the, we'll, and we'll the CRT stuff. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. the same. It's all the same all shit. Is, I don't worry. I'm I'm planning to tie this up in a nice in a nice little bow. <laughs> Sorry for jumping. <laughs> Sorry ahead. for getting ahead of you. <laughs> just give me like 15 minutes and I'll do it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. After uh, up next, we're talking starting in 2003. They changed leaders again, and this is where they really kind of evolved into their current form with uh, Tony Perkins, who became president. Oh yeah, of, that guy uh, of the uh, Family Family Research Council in 2003. I've been reading. Prior prior to that, he served two terms as a Louisiana state representative um, in the mm-hmm. 90s, and even 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 when he was president of uh, Family Re- Research Council, he served uh, two two years as state representative. He's uh, also a former police officer um, and a television news reporter. So overall, just sounds like a quite quite the dude um yeah he 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 authored a whole bunch of you know like all these guys write a tons of like christian books that get published by like weird christian publishers um he, <laughs> he also served as the senior pastor oh, yeah. of a of a church in maryland um called the hope christian church he uh and he was he was a leader of an effort by white and black religious right preachers to work together against uh, LGBT equality, specifically like in like the East Coast and the South. That's where there's a, there's a, there's a lot of like cross organizing between like historically black churches. Uh, of course, not all of them, but like the, uh, Perkins really tried to like reach out on that front to get like that coalition going, which was kind of unique at the time. So, yeah, a, a, a big part of, uh, of FRC's strategy is to pound home the false claim that uh, queer people are more likely to sexually abuse children uh, than heterosexual people. Um, this is, uh, yeah, this is not, not scientifically true. You can look up like stats and you can look up, you can look up like, the American Psychology Association has a lot of research on this topic because it was such a big point in the early 2000s that people had to like talk about it. Yeah. So like, it's it's like one of these things that like was a myth, you know, ambiently as a scare tactic and a slippery slope fallacy. But I think there's also... It has its roots in a particular misunderstanding of Romans 2, which is the passage yeah. that most people point to as their anti-gay rhetoric. And yeah. the the context of that is like most like centrist and liberal like biblical scholars will agree that that passage was more about the 
pedophilia that was happening in the Roman Empire and speaking out against that. Yeah. Um, and not specifically against like consulting adults. <laughs> even so this is this is a even, Bible passage. Yeah. Even in even yeah. in like the old even even in the Old Testament, a lot of new people going into like the actual translations of stuff in like even like Leviticus. Um, it is definitely pointing towards it being about specifically like fathers not abusing their like like you know like prepubescent like sons who are like right. more like androgynous like it is specifically targeting so like this type of idea it's not it's not against like gay men um who are like adults yeah there's there's this theological conversation on the right that was happening that kind of was like trying to account for that historical context and was like it's both clearly it's both because they go together right and obviously like we have to find a way to justify demonizing gay people in order to protect the sanctity of marriage. So we have and, to and like, save the children in multiple and ways. save the yeah. children. Yeah. So yeah. But, but Perkins has continued to defend the kind of gay men as pedophiles idea. Um, he had a he had a televised debate on MSNBC in, two, in 2010 about this. Um, so like, yeah, that's I mean, that is like 12 years ago at this point. But still, 2010 feels much more recent than stuff, you know, talking about like the late 90s. Um, yeah, de debating with the Southern Poverty Law Center like on the, the oh, issue of gay rights. I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, some other anti-LGBT kind of propagandists at uh, at FRC includes uh, Peter Sprigg, who joined in 2001. Um, he authored the brochure called uh, Top 10 Myths About Homosexuality, which was uh, pretty popular around the time. Um, such claims inside the book include that like ex-gay therapy or conversion therapy works, sexual orientation can be changed, um, uh, uh, LGBT, LGBTQ people are mentally ill because being LGBTQ makes you ill, and that the sexual abuse of boys by adult men is more common than consensual sex between adult men, which is not obviously not true. Um, that is quite. I have questions. That is quite <laughs> so the, many questions. That is quite quite the stat. Um, and like Spriggs' uh, sources are a mixture of like junk science issued by groups that support conversion therapy. Um, and also legitimate science quoted out of context or cherry picked, which is a, a long used tactic by anti-gay kind of groups mm -hmm. to bolster their to bolster like their claims and their general like rhetoric. Right. If, if, if you mix in like a hint of truth, it can make all of your outrageous stuff seem more like legible. Um, we knew that from the screw tape letters. Yeah. No, like one of. <laughs> yeah. One, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. One of, one of his kind of. One of one of his better books. I actually enjoy the screw tape letters. I think it's clever. It's pretty fucking funny. It's good. But also of, like just a, like an Easter egg for those who know what we're talking about. Like he was extremely kinky. Carry on. Anyway, um, <laughs> one of the main researchers they kind of misused research for was uh, Judith Stacy, um, who has like since issued lots of public statements condemning the uh, condemning what you know Family Research Council advocates for, and has endlessly requested that anti-gay groups stop mis misrepresenting her work. Um, yeah. So we're going to jump forward to 2008 because uh, this is, this is uh, of course, the election of Obama has really kind of frightened a lot of people. This is when uh, Dobson sent out that letter uh, detailing like what a post-Obama future could be in, w in which he included gay marriage as a part of like the, the dystopian nightmare he was imagining. <laughs> This oh, is horrible. the future that gay people want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and interesting, uh, uh, just an interesting thing on Sprig here. He was, uh, he was, um, he was on MSNBC again, which I mean, maybe we should stop. Maybe we should stop inviting these people onto news channels. But anyway, um, Sprig responded. works. 
Sprig responded to a question about allowing non-American same-sex partners um, of American citizens to immigrate into the States by saying, I would prefer that we export homosexuals from the United States rather than import them. Um, and saying, I think there would be a place for criminal sanctions on homosexual behavior. Um, and then when asked, so should we outlaw gay behavior? Sprig said, yes. So yeah, it's it's like it's a very much a clear kind of mask off thing. Is they they just don't they just don't want it around at all. And an, an idea I'm going to tie this kind of more towards towards the end of the series with the trans stuff is like the idea of queerness as like a contagion. Um, of these people having to like the, the brutality is justified in their own heads because they it's like this idea that queerness can spread. And it can infect children, so you have to you have to contain it. And any action taken against it is justified because it's like you're containing a virus. And it's like this is really what kind of makes them feel so justified and righteous in every action they do. So, yeah, including you know, including outlawing gay gay people, including you know exporting them from the United States, you know, a, a blatantly fascist idea. So, yeah. Um. Uh, FRC also worked unsuccessfully to continue the don't ask, don't tell uh, policy. Um, this was up until like 2010. So that was that was a bit definitely a, another thing they, they tried to focus on. But the, the slide, you know, the, the progressive side actually was happening around that time. Uh, it is, um, you know, s Kieran since, discovered since kind of stalled. something interesting about that. Yeah. Earlier today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was, again, looking at Heritage Foundation because that was... The Heritage Foundation was like my big kind of go-to when I was growing up in the 90s and 2000s yeah. and doing speech and debate and apologetics camp and all that shit. And um, I was like, well, what was their take on Don't Ask, Don't Tell? And they, in the early 90s, were very, very against it. Yeah. In 93, they had like this paper published and they were very against it because they were like, well then you won't then you'll still have gay people in the military yeah, gay yeah no, absolutely. in the military yes <laughs> they're like they will there will be like it'll be bad for the unit cohesion there yeah. will be sexual abuse as if that wasn't already happening there yeah. will be yeah. like all of these terrible things happening in the military that couldn't possibly happen couldn't possibly be happening otherwise it will like weaken combat effectiveness is the line that uh that family research council used yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, so there was definitely a shift in like the 90s where a lot of these evangelical groups were against Don't Ask, Don't Tell because, yeah, it still allowed gay people in just if they didn't say anything. But then as they saw progress happening, they're like, okay, this is better than nothing. Like this yeah. this is better than them being openly gay. So they kind of switched gears towards like 2010, um, mm -hmm. which is, you know, they're just like grasping at anything they can. Um, I think it's time for another break and then we will kind of finish this up with some uh, other not fun information but yeah let's 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 do let's let's do let's let's do an ad let's let's see let's see what our our lovely sponsors at has to say well his big thing is trying to get volunteers together to raid child hunting island off the coast of indonesia um, it's like a counter so, raid yeah yeah you can you can volunteer to go fight in ukraine or you can volunteer to help take down child hunting island so that can run it you know it would be fun options. to have all of like the food delivery services have their own like private militias that take that's each the world out. we're moving towards garrison i mean the post office already does so why exactly. not why not the yeah. companies yeah yeah arm everybody everything should be a military that's the whatever podcast this is definitely <laughs> the solution here <laughs> 
The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five, High Five. Casino, Casino. Win at High Five Casino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! You're probably careful with your personal information. But what about the other places that have it? Like the doctor's office that mixed up your files. They have your social security number. The power company that mistakenly cut your service has your payment info and last three addresses. And the hotel that lost your reservation has your passport info. Your information is in endless places out of your control. Any one of them could accidentally expose you to hackers and identity theft through lax security, breaches, or simple mistakes. But LifeLock monitors millions of data points every second and alerts you to a wide range of threats. If your identity is stolen, a U.S.-based restoration specialist will fix it, guaranteed, or your money back. With plans covering up to $3 million for stolen funds and expenses. Mistakes happen. Don't let not having protection be one of them. Save up to 40% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 40%. Terms apply. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. And we're back. And we are still talking about my favorite topic, which is the Family Research Council. During the 2012 election cycle, uh, they donated about uh, $208,000 to 80 federal Republican candidates, um, saying that they're uh, using the money to uh, 
to strategically be used to support pro-family candidates and pro-family issues and elections and ballot incentives across the country. Yeah, so this is just, you know, in terms of, you know, keep keep the keep keep the pro pro family angle in mind. You know, this is the, they 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 continuously were always donating money. Two thousand twelve was the highest one on on record, um, and I think I, I don't think they've even matched that since then. It was it was pretty high because that was that was Obama's second term, so they were definitely like trying to really really organize, right? Because this 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 was like right right before twenty thirteen when the Supreme Court was going to be ruling on gay marriage as well. So, of course, which didn't get finalized until 2015, but they were starting to hear cases. We're, we're gonna let's. We're not gonna kind of briefly go back to to uh to James Dobson here. Just uh, reference <laughs> if people are if people did not listen to the behind the bastards once. Uh, he's an evangelical Christian author and uh, self proclaimed psychologist. Uh, who who if, found... if you if you don't know who James Dobson is, please preserve your innocence and just quit. Like, just go mm -hmm. enjoy it. Don't know. Just log don't, off don't, now forever. Log off now. Just don't know. God, I do, I do love the idea of a self-proclaimed psychologist. That's 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 the energy <laughs> oh, I want to bring oh, in twenty twenty two. Child psychologist, yeah, Let's just like I know what kids need. They need to be on <laughs> hunting island, you know. And and this guy doesn't even believe in like uh, child develop, like. No, he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't child development. But also, oh, Robert, yeah. you do know that I'm getting a PhD in parapsychology, right? I know, Garrison. We're paying for it. Yes. This podcast <laughs> is going to have the highest rate of doctors uh, of any podcast on the internet, other than the one that our friend Kava does. Anyway, um, mm -hmm. I, I I will be happy to be, to be invited back onto Kava's podcast as a doctor in parapsychology. I think I'll be able mm -hmm. to offer some really unique insights. Okay. <laughs> Any, anyway, um, Dobson founded Focus the Family in 1977, um, which is unfortunate because he could have just watched Star Wars, but instead he did right. this. He doesn't. Um, he hates fun. We knew uh, he hates fun. That, that is that is a key part of his ideology. <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, he was. He's he's a founding he's a founding member of several um, anti LGBT hate groups. Um, Family Research Council being one of them. Also, uh, a lot. He is a, a founder of Alliance Defending Freedom. Um, so Fuck ADF. yeah, he, he got, he got, he got two under his belt. Um, the, the organization, which is now based in Arizona became a very powerful kind of fundraising behemoth, um, uh, dedicated to fighting so-called marriage, uh, like marriage equality for, for queer people and trans inclusive non-discrimination protections. Um, and with a, a big part of the, the thing that they were fighting for was, uh, enshrining a quote, right to discriminate against LGBTQ people in state laws, which is, you know, all the stuff around like, you know, what if a baker is forced to bake a cake for, you know, all of this nonsense is what That's is an what ADF Dobson. case. Yep. That's an ADF is, case. Is, yep, yes. Is. So that, that, so that is, so like that, that, that is, that, that is Dobson. He, he started that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna now have a little fun though, because we're, we're going to ju jump ahead a little bit just to kind of get the rhetoric kind of nailed down on what on what kind of how stuff we're, 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 we're going to start shifting towards the trans stuff at this point. Um, but 2015, um, uh, after after the Supreme Court ruling for nationwide kind of marriage equality, um, Dobson has had this had this beautiful, beautiful quote. I had this black cloud over me on June 26th. When that decision was handed down, and I was contemplating this foreboding, this black cloud, it hit me like a ton of bricks. The decision was not really about gay marriage. It's not. It's about everything else. It's about the entire culture war. 
It's about a, it's about control of the public schools, and it's about what's happening in universities. It's about the economy, and it's about what businesses, and it's about the military, and it's about medicine. It's about everything. We lost the entire culture war with that one decision. The gay marriage <laughs> thing was just a part of it, but it's going to touch every dimension. So, this I is wish, what we like to call foreshadowing. I wish, I wish that was true. <laughs> um, but in terms of yes, in terms of kind of how this gets expanded to like businesses, schools, universities, medicine. I just love the histrionics. That they start kind of focusing on in terms of like, well, we lost this culture war. I guess we got to move on to the next one, which is, you know, the even more freakish thing, which is, oh, kids wanting to, kids realizing that maybe they have a different views on gender. So that's the next kind of like rotating target that, that, that they, that they uh, move, move towards. So, yep. Yeah. Um, earlier that year, uh, Dobson laid laid bare his uh, his uh, fun- fundamental confusion on what it means to be LGBT. Um, he claimed on his radio show that being bisexual meant that you have orgies, which I mean, not. <laughs> like, I mean, how long well, is he? okay. So <laughs> we wish. Yeah. Um, yes. This I want to live in that so world. Much more complicated. <laughs> yes. Um, he also blamed uh, in 2012. Uh, he also blamed the 2012 uh, Sandy Hook massacre on uh, queer people because oh, we uh, forgot because about yeah, that. Yeah. Our yeah. nation, the nation turned turned their back on God. Um, right. and he, it allowed it allowed judgment to fall on us, which is why Sandy yeah, Hook happened. That, that's one of the interesting splits in the right between the people who think it's fake and the people who thought it was queer people's fault. Yes, yeah, it's because of the, right. decadent, the queer decadence. And yeah, they, they've all come back together now, but it was a, it was a real it was a real split. And one of one of the other great things about Dobson is so after my behind the bastards episodes on Dobson, like literally like the day after it dropped, I found this extra little disturbing nugget of info about him um, in a, in an old blog post titled "Is My Child Becoming Homosexual." Uh, Dobson recommends a, uh, Dobson recommends things that a father can do to help his child fix homosexual symptoms. <laughs> fix. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, including Ooh. taking your child into the shower with you to compare penises. Um, uh, wait, what? Is, what? Yeah, yeah, it is. Not good. Your, your child, um, your child. I will, I will quote from, I will quote from the blog. Um. The, the boy's father has to do his part. He needs to mirror and affirm his son's maleness. He can play rough and tumble games with his son in ways that are decidedly different from the games he would play with a little girl. He can help his son learn how to throw and catch a ball. He can teach him to pound a square wooden peg into a square hole in the peg. What? <laughs> he can even take his son into the shower with him, where a boy cannot help notice that dad has a penis, just like his only, what? only bigger. Oh my god! You know what this reminds me of? So that is a quote by Doctor James Dobson, psychologist. God. Wow! Oh my god! Anyway. I'm sure there's nothing, nothing, nothing at all to, uh, to, to, Hey, hey, Jimmy Dobbs, how's your son? How's he doing? Yeah. Nothing. How are you you talking? Nothing at all to kind of, uh, interrogate there. Um, yeah. No. Mm -mm. The other thing that I really love, and by love, I mean, don't love. Yeah. Um, is that like the only gay people who exist are gay boys. Yeah. They really Lesbians and bi people don't exist at all. Like it's. Yeah, this is a really interesting thing. It's because it's about why would uh, it's about if it happens to a woman, it's like, oh, well, 
they're a woman anyway. They're already not as good as men. I guess it kind of makes sense that they would do that. Um, if it happens to a guy, you're like, well, Eve Sin, obviously, like, why would you women's... do that? Like, you're part of the patriarchy. Why would you, like, you're supposed to exert power over women. What is wrong with you for not wanting that? <laughs> like, there's a whole bunch of other, like, patriarchal stuff going on and, like, why they focus on that. Also, because they undeniably find lesbians attractive. Like, they can't, like, they can't help but find it hot. So they definitely focus it more on gay men because they find that more gross because it is, like, a defiance of patriarchy in, like, a different way. Ew, butt stuff. Yeah, and of course butt stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and, and I think also this is the same reason why transmisogyny becomes such a huge sort of driver of the anti-trans movement because, you know, I mean, you see this a lot also with, we see this with, with, with non-Christian, like, uh, uh, transphobes too, but like the, 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 the ultimate sin you can commit if 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 you are, if you are a person is or if if like yeah the, the ultimate sin you can commit against sort of the family is having someone who like being born and being seen as a man and then you know becoming a woman a woman and that's like that's you know that that's that's what transmisogyny is right it's it's about it's it's the specific kind of of transsexism that you get when you do that when you specifically like you know in in these people's eyes it's like you give up being a man and become a woman and these they go ballistic over this because it's you know like it's 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 rejection of patriarchal power and they and, you know and they they ha they have to do all of this sort of like incredible pathologizing to explain why this would happen and ignore just like this person was always a woman that's you know the reality and that's also happening, you're, but, yeah. it's like it's it's a condemnation of your misogyny and your misogynistic behavior to like go join you know the mm. the victims of our hate so like. It has all of these these layers here. Yeah, and it's gonna we're gonna get like right 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 into trans stuff now because yeah, in in 2015, Supreme Court ruling making same sex marriage illegal throughout the United States, which uh, sent LGBT well anti LGBT you know, hate groups into a uh, furious uh, uh, reaction. Um, uh, family research Family Research Council was uh, no exception, and it started working in tandem with other groups to support so called kind of religious liberty. You know, laws which allowed people who object to same sex to same sex like couples. And just, you know, queerness in general to, to deny goods and services to same-sex uh, couples and just, you know, queer people in general. It is, it is very, like, nonspecific. Um, so, yeah. Well, also in 2015, uh, Family Re Research Council uh, faced its own set of uh, scandals uh, referring to a friend of the pod, uh, Josh Duggar. Um, who, <laughs> who, was executive, who was executive director of the Family Research Council action um, uh, political arm of the organization. Uh, it was obviously uh, revealed that uh, he had molested several. Save uh, the uh, babies to your hard drive. Several children, and yeah, had a lot of uh, had a lot of uh, children on his hard drives. Um, Sorry, so much that like, but like, even like the FBI was kind of surprised at how much he had. Like when 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 the FBI is surprised on how much child porn you have, you're like quite the quite, FBI quite the bad shit. guy. Yeah, you yeah. are. You are when quite you, the bad when you guy. surprise them. Have you have you read uh, his? his uh appeal case i have not like, i've not read his appeal it's, it's basically making it out to be like there was this other guy who had access to that computer it was his name josh duggar <laughs> no, like, it like, twin. no it's just like you're just like he's just like somebody else probably did it it wasn't me yeah so he uh resigned from family research council after posting a, a brief message on his website saying that he uh resigned after a Wait, concerning, hang on. Didn't concerning he, he events resigned? were made public I think he resigned from Family Research Council because of the Ashley Madison account. Yes. 
Well, well no, yeah. I think this is the, yeah. yeah that, he he resigned listing uh, listed listing concerning events as the recent. He just yeah, thought so Ashley Madison accounts got hacked and leaked, and it was revealed he, that he had his, one. His email was also on there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like that's what like kicked it off, but that was around the time that was he did get yeah. His sister's case got re- released to the press. It is it is frustrating how yeah definitely the Ashley Madison thing was seen as more of a moral failing than uh, molesting children, um, and having tons of child porn. That was definitely like within like the church and within within the like, kind mm-hmm. of the whole like like church like mm-hmm. network. It, the the Ashley Madison thing was seen as much more of a kind of like a, a, a egregious sin. Well, because that's infidelity and that's just like that destroys the entire, you know, nuclear family. Whereas molesting your siblings is just boys doing boy stuff. See, I, I grew up a boy and I never I never did that. I kind of yeah, I'm not sure what boys they never did that either. So anyway, uh, back could, to could any real boys write in and let us know. <laughs> yeah, please. We all need to know this. Back to back to Perkins. Um, so Perkins was elected uh, head chair of the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom um, in 2019 to 2020, which was a an independent bipartisan federal government entity established by U.S. Congress to monitor, analyze and report on threats to religious freedom. So who sponsored that fucking bill? That's a good question. <laughs> Uh, over the course of this time, he he continued to work at the Family Research Council as well, um, including the annual Family Research Council sponsored uh, Values Voter Summit in 2019. I've been to those, which featured President Trump as a speaker, um, as well as Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar. So yeah, this was uh, the the first time a sitting Health and Human Services Secretary was addressed, uh, like uh, gave an address at at the gathering. Um, at the, at, so also at the 2019 VVS, the Values Voter Summit, uh, they featured an anti-trans panel that illustrated the anti-LGBTQ rights shift to kind of a storytelling as a way to further marginalize trans peoples and like Watch, the battle uh, against Watch J.K. Rowling care. get invited to CPAC next year. Oh, God. The, uh, the panel hosted like a multiple kind of anti-trans activists. Um, uh, Lynn Mager was there. Um, uh, two of Maker's children identify as trans, and they no longer speak to her. Um, Andre job. Van Mol, the uh, the co-chair of an anti-LGBT hate group, uh, the American College of Pediatricians a Committee on Adolescent Sexuality, used used like pseudoscientific claims, telling the audience that the uh, that uh, that g- that dissidence from gender dysphoria is the norm. Calling they, they used this weird problematic study that left like that left trans kids together with non-trans kids to study this idea of gender identity. It's a whole bunch of like the same, like, you know how like they like in the early 2000s, they were, they were misusing like research to say like, Oh, look how all of these gay people are all also all pedophiles. Also they have sex with kids more often than adults. Like what? No, it's, it's Mm. the same. It's this, it's the same type of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. They also made the false claim that uh, the majority of trans kids are also like diagnosed with autism. Um, which makes it easier for them to be recruited into being transgender because they can be tricked because they're autistic. So this is, so you like, can collect them all. This is like the, the, the Venn diagram of autism caused by vaccines is causing trans yeah. kids. Oh, God. Yeah. Also, also the idea that like trans affirming care causes more dysphoria, which causes more suicide, as opposed to the scientific reasoning that affirming care 
causes less dysphoria, which causes less suicide. Um, you know, a whole, whole bunch of whole bunch of nonsense stuff. Um, the panel well, I mean, also featured. You can't expect a group that will not acknowledge the fact that having access to birth control as a way to prevent abortions would acknowledge any of this as real either. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. The the, the panel also f- featured uh, Kathy Grace Duncan from uh, from the Portland, Oregon based Portland Fellowship, which states that it offers uh, freedom to people from homosexuality. Um, uh, Duncan claims that she detransitioned and is proof that transitioning is always wrong because that she detransitioned that means it's proof for everybody that you, everyone right. should. Yes, because trans people are a monolith. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're going to be talking more same. about we're going to be talking more about um the sort of how how people who do transition get weaponized against trans people and and again I also I also need to point out like just just immediately that like most people who do transition detransition because they are under immense social pressure too because society mm-hmm. is enormously transphobic and then there are a small number of people who do tra- who do tra- detransition because it's not for them and good for them but yeah they get a very very small minority of those people basically get used as you know- weapons by people who don't care about them. Other people get gender affirming surgeries and change their minds about it later. You, there's this whole movement of, you know, women who are re- getting their breast implants removed. What's the difference? It's the same picture. Oh, yeah, yeah, same picture. Same picture. <laughs> another really fun, another fun thing I do at least once a year is I go onto the Focus on the Family and Family Research Council websites and why look do up, you do that? Look at look at their entire like queer section, and it's really interesting because like. Po- like pre twenty fifteen, all of them are around like gay people and like is is my kid gay? What to do? What to do if my kid's gay? Is my is my kid showing gay symptoms? Like all this stuff. And then post twenty fifteen, it's all like the gender issue. You know, oh. the cult of people trying to get your kid to become trans. Is my kid trans? Why is my kid dressing up in girls' clothes? It's like it's it's such a, it's, it's such an immediate yep. shift. How to know if your kid is taxing trans shit? All of this homosexual like fear stuff to immediately being scared about like the a gender identity kind of movement and like the cult of transgenderism um yeah it is it is it is such a stark stark change heritage foundation website is the same i looked up when they added their gender page and it was in 2017 yeah exactly. Like that was yeah. when they started going after trans things before that the only thing was like oh well it's actually okay that there's a pay gap between men and women yes. and in 2017 they were like trans no, yeah. From 2015 to 2018, you see a massive explosion in all of these, in all of these like stuff about trans and like trans science. Whether it be like the, whether it be like the Answers in Genesis, whether it be Focus on the Family, whether it be kind of the Her- Heritage Foundation, all of this stuff, you can watch watch an immediate shift in the type of stuff that they they start talking about. I, I will just say I am a little glad they're doing that, not for the reasons you think, but because. This means that there there are kids growing up like we grew up who know that this is an option now, whereas like that is true. We didn't know that it was an option until we got out. Yeah, is it's yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, yeah, but you you can see the kind of the switch and stuff. There's a uh, in the uh, in a uh, family research council uh, pamphlet written by Peter Sprague called "How to Respond to the LGBTQ Movement," published in 2018 says people with gender dysphoria or transgender identities are more likely than the general population to engage in high-risk behaviors which may contribute to psychological disorders or both. High rates of suicide exist among those who have already received gender reassignment surgery, which exists suicidal tendencies result in an underlying pathology. Wait, did um, the same people write the script of Euphoria? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a whole bunch of stuff around like Tom Perkins, Peter Sprigg. If you just look at all of this stuff, it's... um. 
this is su such a such an explosion. Uh, t t Tony Perkins wrote uh, a pamphlet called "I Have a Girl Brain but a Boy Body" um, for uh, for uh, for a uh, Virginia kindergartner's uh, like a transgender story thing that he was doing around 2019. Thing for years, LGBTQ activists wanted to keep the goal of luring children into sexual confusion under wraps. But now that they've hoodwinked a lot of the country on their agenda, these extremists no longer have to hide. In fact, they're increasingly bold and even boastful about their real intentions of recruiting kids. So in terms of like, yeah, it, it's, it, is an, it is an infection. It's a contagion that they're trying to like infect or recruit children. Um, and again, all of that kind of rhetoric is in a post, uh, like in, in, a, in like a, in a pamphlet a call, you know, about, about trans being, about being trans saying, I have a girl brain, but in a boy body, it's like, the fact that this rhetoric is happening is, is going to is going to convince kids that they fall prey to it. Like it's this whole it's this whole thing that is such a such a marked kind of change. Um, mm -hmm. You can read, you know, the other titles include stuff like the regressive cult of transgenderism, um, all this kind of stuff. Talking about our, our country understands that Scientology is a cult, but we don't seem to understand is how the much how much the trans how much the transgender movement mirrors cults like Scientology. It's it's all of it's all of the same it's all of the same stuff and if the transgender cult is a cult is the best cult I've been in yet right like I I feel like we need to add I can that leave any time and nobody will nobody will give me shit I can I can yeah. stop doing my uh, weekly injections whenever I want to yeah. and it's and uh, you won't pretty... you won't lose your friends no, amazing no I will not yep. so anyway I can that stop was putting testosterone on at any point. <laughs> That was kind of the bulk of the stuff I had gathered around specifically talking about kind of family family research council and how, you know, the change happened around 2018, 20, 2017, 2016 from all of the stuff around, you know, protecting marriage equality, protecting, you know, the sanctity of marriage to changing. It's like it's the same save the children rhetoric, but now shifted over to gender issues. I mean, they're just uh, moving the ocean window because they can't win on the gay issue anymore. So they've just got to yeah. like, keep pushing in that direction. But it's the same organizing forces. It's the same organizations. It's the same mailing lists. It's the same pamphlets. It's the same writers, right? It's all the people who wrote the, all the same stuff, just moving it over to trans things. So yep. I just wanted to kind of lay this groundwork for us to, when, we, when we talk about kind of the ongoing legislative fight against trans people in these next few episodes. I just wanted to kind of lay this out for an example of talking about, yeah, it is really just, you know, there was all these fears around, you know, gay people in the change rooms, gay people in the bathrooms just gets shifted over to trans people in the change rooms, trans people in the bathrooms. It's just this, it's the, just moving. It's just the, this, like this turning of the clock that just shifts it over to the transgender o'clock tie. I don't, I, yeah, I, I, I don't mean, know where I was going with that easier. metaphor, but it's yeah. It's easier to like, to pull it, parental rights stuff is on the rise in the in this community as a talking point and so it's easier to pull that in with trans issues than it is with gay issues mm -hmm. yes well i think that we are running out of time uh but uh even kieran uh, where can people find you online um our podcast is the kitchen table cult you can find it at kitchentablecult.com um our handle on twitter is kitchen cult pod i'm at blue pup boy on twitter and I'm at Eve underscore Etchinger. Um, I would also recommend, like, if you want to have a, like, you know, trans author's take on Detransition, the novel Detransition Baby is out there. It exists. It is, again, one person's take. It's not a monolithic thing, but it's a it's a good novel. Um, and then if you want to learn more about the effects of the deconversion therapy universe, 
um, Gary Conley's book, Boy Erased, is fucking great. Yep. Agreed. Um, I just want to thank you uh, both for coming on to talk about, again, one of one of the most fun topics. Um, our favorite people. N- near and dear to near and dear to all of our hearts with yeah, mm-hmm. featuring friend, f- friends of the pod, James Dobson and his urge to take his kids in the shower with them to compare penises and our good friend, uh, Josh Duggar. Um, save so, the babies yeah. to your hard drive. Save, save the children. <laughs> Not like that. Not like that. All right. That's the, that's the episode. High Five Casino Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumber5Casino.com. High Five Casino. I'm going out with the girls this weekend. Nails done. Outfit stunner. And my skin I know it's going to be glowing because I glammed up my shower routine with new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash. It smells so luxurious and deeply moisturizes with its super rich, creamy lather that's bursting with vitamin B3 complex. So my skin glows and my confidence grows. Try new Olay Indulgent Moisture Body Wash for glowing skin in just 14 days. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. 
you wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.